Hello and welcome to Art in the Age of Lockdown with me, Ilaria Bevan, brought to you by Artpop magazine. Every week you'll listen to a conversation between myself and a range of artists, gallerists, curators and other art professionals about their experiences since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as their hopes for the future. It is an immense pleasure to announce that this week's guests are the wonderful editors of Artpop magazine, Lucia and Amelia. Having joined St Andrews in 2018, both Lucia and Amelia are now in their third year of their art history single honours degree and will graduate next year in 2022. Last summer, following the first semester of online learning due to the pandemic, they both began Artpop magazine, an online publication that aims to share their love of art through a variety of blog posts, academic essays, artwork and reviews to other art lovers around the world. Welcome to the podcast, Lucia and Amelia. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's so exciting to, to be featured on an episode. I know, it's so exciting to finally get to, you know, speak to you on yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Live and on air. <laughs> I know, very strange. But um, so yeah, where are you both coming to me from at this moment? Are you in St Andrews or are you elsewhere? So I, I'm in St Andrews. I am back. Yeah, it's been very nice. We've had very good weather. <laughs> um, it's nice to be back just to have like a mild sense of normality. Uh, I think, where are you, Lucia? <laughs> I'm in Italy, uh, in Salerno, that's in the south, somewhere near Naples or Pompeii, which are certainly more famous than my town. It's been quite odd. Especially because lately the weather has been awful, so it's like being on Christmas break. It's an endless Christmas break for me. And that's <laughs> like keeping it very hard to make me motivated or anything. But I'm looking forward to be back in St. Andrews in May sometimes, I hope. Yeah, I can't wait for like mild normality at this point. It's like, oh my you know, gosh, just I know. attending like a tutorial would just be amazing. But hey ho. <laughs> I know, hopefully our final year will, you know, kind of culminate third year and like what we lost of second year and will be yeah. you know the best way to end Austin Andrews career but Definitely. I always like to start by asking you know I mean being students you know we have a very flexible routine but what would have been your routine like roughly January 2020 February 2020? Yeah I don't know it's just kind of crazy because I suppose especially all of us were in sub honours anyway and our timetables were just manic to go from that to now being totally online and like, I don't know, I have very limited contact hours and it's all self-motivated. <laughs> and like, I, I don't know, it's just, I feel like I never leave my laptop. Do you know what I mean? Um, I do miss the kind of social, social aspect of lectures <laughs> very much. But um, yeah, just, it's just been an adjustment. I was about to say, what about you, Lucia? What's your routine? Kind of what was it like? And you know, how has it changed? Well, I think um, the biggest part of my St. Andrew's experience has always been being involved in societies uh, or different clubs. So I was always very busy, like running around town, having committee meetings. And like, I miss it a lot because during um, like pandemic and everything, a committee and uh, various like extracurricular engagements have anyway diminished. And that's also where art part, I think has been filling the gap because since it's mainly unrelated to uh, a physical presence in St. Andrews, it's what have, has kind of um, allowed me to keep being busy with myself and not just being dragged into the academic world exclusively. 
and also I just miss the parties like <laughs> February especially yeah. was the fashion shows time mm. or like the balls time and I have so many dresses that are just waiting to be worn <laughs> oh my gosh same like my wardrobe is just collecting dust and it's it's just so sad. I mean, you know, amidst this world that's kind of become a bit standstill in a sense, um, you know, you two founded Art Pot in August 2020. So, you know, how did you come up with this idea? Like, what was that experience like? And, you know, tell just tell me about the process. Um, yeah, so like myself and Uchi, like we were in a tutorial together um, just before the pandemic hit. <laughs> and that was our first kind of like proper engagement with one another, I'd say. Um, and then we kind of got chatting a bit and um, I used to take Italian and Lucia helped me out a lot with that. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I don't even know how it happened. It was just kind of, we just were randomly talking one day and we were both kind of talking about what we were hoping to do in September. And then we were kind of like, it'd be cool to set up some sort of, because oh, obviously there are other art publications in St. Andrews, but to have kind of one that, you know, there's no kind of quality to go into it. You don't have to like have studied art history. You don't have to have like a really good ability to write well. <laughs> like we kind of just wanted to make a platform that anyone with an interest could write and they didn't have to feel nervous about submitting or, and I guess in that process, like trying to destigmatize the subject, um, which mm -hmm. was kind of like a big part of where we both agreed on that. Yeah, definitely. I think first of all, there's like a big stigma on art history. Like each of us has heard some kind of jokes how you're just like posh or like we don't really care about think about the future and I think this is completely wrong especially like I'm coming from a background where everybody that like does well in school has to do either engineering or medicine mm -hmm. in Italy so for me it was like a big talent trying to wanted to express myself through art history that's something I really believe in and regarding like how art part came about I think it's just when you mature and you're in a compelling and like intellectual environment as St. Andrews is, you start questioning how you can contribute to it. I think mm. this is what Emilia and mm -hmm. I did. A fun like anecdote is that actually we talked for the first time in first year at Don't Walk Fashion Show mm. when we were <laughs> meant to be on the same table and she was like, oh, there are two champagne bottles. You and your friends get one, I get the other one. And then we didn't talk. I'm not sure that's how it went down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember. Oh my God, that don't work. That, that was epic. And I remember like then one year later, basically on the 31st of March, she replied to a story on my Instagram being like, mm. safe flight. After we never Aww. talked that much on a tutorial. Yeah, yeah because... I think just because we'd been in like the tutorial together and obviously it was such like a weird end of term. Yeah, so, you know, and like all of a sudden ended. it was just, yeah, and it was just very like abrupt and just very final, which I think is why, but I think that's another reason why as much as the pandemic's obviously been like awful <laughs> in every sense of the word, it's also like, I think people just care less in a good way. Like it's kind of the time to reach out and do things because it's like now is a better time than any. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's no point in waiting or I guess especially from my point of view, it's kind of like. We, we see how quickly things can change. So if you have an interest or you want to do something, you may as well do it, you know, and reach out to that person <laughs> that you want to talk to you because you never know. Also, for all you know, you won't see them again for a really long exactly. time. So, yeah. I mean, what do you have to lose? But that's um, so funny. And then you guys just kind of were talking over the, I guess, like not the holidays, but you know what I mean? 
Yeah, um, and it kind of, it was very much like briefly discussed and then like nothing really happened. And then when both of us were like, oh, we both, we both kind of want to do this. It's just a case of like both of us actually doing it. And it was like, okay, I guess we can do this. <laughs> like, and I remember like one of our first conversations, we were like, how do you make a website? <laughs> like, how do you, how do you go about doing that? And I don't know, kind of, it was all very much like we've learned totally everything from us, like Googling things online and, but it's been really fun for that reason, I think. Yeah, I agree. Like I'm completely technologically literate. So I think <laughs> Emilia was like the most credit for the website and how it goes. Uh, but yeah, I remember our first meeting, I was at the beach in like yeah. Italy and there oh, was sun so in my eyes. There was sun in my eyes. I couldn't see anything. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm moving now. I'm moving now. The Wi-Fi was catchy and I had a big barn because I like, I burned so easily. And mm -hmm. that's how I was born. That's the inception of Artport. Yeah. Just to passionate yeah, students. Yeah, went to do something over break. And just trying to, I guess, reshape how art history is in St. Andrews. Because yeah, there certainly is such a stigmatism I think particularly in St. Andrews, you know, it's one of the best art history courses in the country, probably, you know, I mean, I'm slightly biased, but one of the best in the world. And, you know, it's yeah. with the other art publications like Hasta and like Art History Society and, you know, everything else. It's very academic focused. So I think, you know, being inspired yeah. to create something completely different is, you know, something that, you know, St. Andrews certainly needed, really. Yeah, yeah, I think like it was never our intention to kind of like, and also we obviously we're based in St Andrews, but we also have like you know we've we've done a lot with people who aren't aren't central to St Andrews or kind of don't go here. But um, yeah, I think our aim was just to offer. Obviously, it's arts based, but it it's not academic necessarily. And if you want it to be, it can be. But yeah, and just it, yeah, just a different approach to it. I think was yeah. And you know, how did you come up with? you know, the specific concept, what led you towards it being so diverse? And like, why did you come, how did you come up with the name? Like, how did you come up with the branding? Like, what was that kind of experience like as well? Uh, I think this also comes for like our own personal background. Like Emilian's from Wales, uh, I'm from Italy. Uh, neither of us has ever lived in the kind of mainstream uh, art historical culture. If you get what I mean, we're not from mm -hmm. London, New York or Paris. Uh, um, so I think we just want to express uh, our point of view. Also, both of us are very passionate about traveling and stuff. And I think Emilia will talk to you better, but she did a, like part of her gap here in Florence, I think. Oh, beautiful. So there's this whole um, process on how art is also hands-down knowledge, something I really care about. It's like a properly experience the art and i think this is how we went about like looking people coming from different parts of the world or like looking for people who are just generally interested into sharing a passion rather mm -hmm. than wanting to do it academically and that's why we try to um like get as many writers as possible outside of the art history faculty because again i'm personally very pro um like conceptual art forms so I'm really into also experimental videography and stuff like that. I was it was interesting to see the intersectional characteristics of art beyond museums. Yeah, and I think similarly, like um, growing up, I would never have considered studying art history just again, similar to what we were saying earlier. It just wasn't really pushed in my school because it just wasn't something that you went off and did. Um, mm -hmm. But like 
having studied it now for like nearly three years and also just like meeting the people I've met here, it's such a diverse, amazing foundational subject. And if you have the chance to study it, why? Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't, because it's just it introduces you to kind of everything. Um, obviously not like, you know, it's, it's I can't be a politician coming from it, but like it introduces you to like a base, a very good base knowledge of everything. And I just think in that sense, then looking at kind of art pot, it's kind of like it provides that platform for people to see the the hybridity of art history and how it feeds into anything and everything. And if you are interested in science, there's also definitely an art link there or politics. There'll be something to do with art there. And um, yeah, I just think for that reason, it's it's great. And it's just it's really interesting to see what people come up with. Um, and like some of the people that have written already for us, it's just, it's so interesting to see what their take on art is. Yeah, what have some of the most interesting kind of articles or submissions that you've had been that perhaps are slightly more, more off the beaten track, so to say? I would say one of the, one of the weirdest ones was defenestration, which I had never heard of before. And it was to do with, um, I think it was Prague. And it was to do with like the art of like, throwing people out of windows and it was to do with like the art that had come from that and it was just I remember when um he proposed it to us I was just like that sounds amazing <laughs> like I want to read it now um yeah it, it, and like again it's just it's just a different conversation but it it comes from art if that makes sense yeah another thing I'm really proud about is like uh, our art market column by Halloween mm. I mm. think it's uh, again something of course you get like talk about in the art world but it's not something you focus on in academia like it's always meant to be in postgraduate studies or like after you graduate so i think like having someone who's so passionate and like wants to talk about it at undergraduate level it's something that's kind of set our publication apart because we also as always try to find that kind of practical approach to art beyond mere um like philosophication despite i love philosophy in art but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I certainly agree. I've noticed that a lot of the articles that have been written, you know, including the art market column, are things that we wouldn't have studied. I mean, I think St Andrews has especially tried to diversify the curriculum. Like I took a course in African modernisms. When was it last semester? And that was really incredible. And you know, even his art market column, like the art market is something that you kind of have to intentionally look for and intentionally research otherwise you don't really get anything yeah i've really enjoyed reading his column and at the beginning um just thinking back to right when you created what were your did you have any specific goals regarding the ethos that you know perhaps might have changed you know since the magazine's inception you know roughly six months ago well like i obviously we we, we want people to write for us but like i had no expectation of like if people would be interested or like I remember at one point saying to Lutra I was like well you know even if we just post on it for a year like it'll be a platform it'll be like an excuse for us to have to to write and stuff like that so it was pretty it was amazing like when people actually were interested in it and wanted to come forward with like really amazing ideas and I think like we've both just agreed that as long as there is an an art aspect to it we're we don't mind what it is in what form it is um you know it doesn't have to be academically cited um as long as there's like a focus on art at some point um and i think yeah that's kind of maintained through to today <laughs> yeah and it's just been amazing every every kind of week to see the new stuff that each 
individual person comes out with and we've had some like science-based ones we've had like the, obviously we did the law review that was really interesting um no i totally agree i think like we've been faithful to ourselves and hmm. at the same time i just wasn't expecting so many people to be interested uh, like into writing for us i think we received 30 plus applications oh my. and that's something that really like uh, makes you think how much people actually went to, to get involved at university and they went to do like also for themselves because again, I think what we wanted to do and we didn't have a chance yet was maybe creating much more of a community. But of course, as you, as you can see also like from the interviews we've done before, uh, this pandemic has kind of skewed everything. So we're just very hopeful, I think, in uh, working more with our writers into much more of a cohesive community that can be uh, protracted even after our time in St. Andrews. Again, I think our main goal was to show our passions without labeling us as part of the bubble, but kind of bursting mm. in from within. Yeah, because I've also noticed that, yeah, some of your writers don't go to St. Andrews. And, you know, how has it been working with people who aren't part of the community that we're all so familiar with here? Has it been difficult? Has it been easy? How have you made them feel included? Um, I think like from the beginning, obviously again, me, myself and Lutra and also the other people then that got involved, obviously we are St Andrews based, but we tried to make it very like clear from the beginning that there wasn't a direct association to St Andrews and that like, and again, I think even just separating it from even having to study the subject. Um, and I think very early on, we, we kind of did interviews with people that were totally disconnected from from being here. So I think that kind of helped because it kind of set the set the tone for. Um, and I think in some weird way, as much as it would have been great in September to have been able to have like events or some sort of kind of bringing everyone together. I think the fact that we couldn't also stopped it from becoming like that. Yeah, I agree. I think it's mainly because uh, we also wanted to express uh, this kind of uh, diversity of the arts that we try to look into alternative circuits. That's also why we sponsor so many exhibitions on our Instagram or we try to collaborate with anybody who asks us for help. We've had people from like the University of Glasgow School of the Arts, University of Dundee Art School. So we have a very broad range. We actually even have a student who used to go to my old high school here in Italy. She's very passionate about art and she uh, tries to share her passion but like from an Italian mindset. So I think that's what art put is. It's a kind of melting pot. And mm, this is also the name. The, yes, indeed. But um, and thinking about, you know, some other challenges, you know, what other challenges have you faced when starting the magazine? Were there any things that were particularly difficult when making it or, you know, any other issues that have been raised since you made the magazine? Um, I guess just like we were saying, it's been just a learning curve from the beginning in the sense that, like, I had certainly never like tried to like create a website or anything before or and and just like I guess to start with like being efficient enough to like run the the kind of Instagram and the Facebook and making sure that like you schedule articles and obviously then we have like people who help us like with editing them and and chasing up the writers so it's been like it's been a learning curve in just like managing yourself but also other people (laughs) and like delegating and yeah um but it's been it's been a good challenge, I think, in that sense, because like, it's just been you you've been thrown straight into the deep end, if that makes sense. There has been no like mm-hmm. 
introduction into it but um i don't know i think without putting words into lucha's mouth it's been great for both of us because we have just there's been no one else to kind of tell us what to do <laughs> so we've just been able to kind of figure it out ourselves and and teach ourselves so yeah yeah totally it's nice to be your own boss sometimes <laughs> especially like if you have these ideas and you kind of want to take them out i remember what one of the first things we were saying in our meetings was like I'm so frustrated when I have such a good essay and my references are just long so I need to cut my essay in order to meet the word count. Like these were the kind of things we were really like trying to go against with Artpop. I think this is what we managed to. I think maybe like one of the challenges was actually also kind of deciding to set it out. Like I'm a person that has a lot of ideas, like I think 24-7, but I really like get something done because then I'm scared of like the possible like difficulties that you can encounter, just not having enough time or like balancing with school. So I think this is what the pandemic helped us with. We could like chill down, relax and be like, we have the time to do that. We can actually put an effort in it and like make it our own project. We used to call our own baby a plant that's growing. <laughs> Again, that's why it's a pot. Like, there's a whole significance behind that name, I would say. And, you know, just following off of that, what has been the most enjoyable part of the experience? You know, what was perhaps your proudest moment? I think it's just been really great, like, coming into the new year. I mean, even, like, launching this podcast, it's just been, like, amazing. Just every time it kind of, you think it's, like, plateaued slightly and then something else exciting comes along and it's like, oh, amazing. <laughs> like, let's just keep going. And I think it's great. Um, kind of as we've already said just having other people sharing the same interest and same passion and and kind of like everyone coming together into that it's just been really lovely to be a part of that I think and that's why I think again art generally but also just art history it's such like a great community to be part of for that reason because it's it's such like a fantastic talking point <laughs> that so many people can relate to even if they think they can't which I think was another reason we wanted to kind of set this up because everyone will be interested in something on it. Yeah, I'm actually very proud of uh, like what Gagosian shared or like yeah. your That was really cool. That, that was really that was cool. Yeah, that, <laughs> there was like me screaming and my mom asking why, what's wrong with you? And I was like, mom, did you see that? Of course, she doesn't even know what Gagosian is. And so she was like, what? Like, you fine? It's like, never mind. But anyway. I mean, yeah, just yeah. like getting an insight of the art world from another perspective. That's what was really like, prompt, like kind of moving me into doing this project. I think myself as Amelia and as many other people, we're just also wondering what we're going to do a year from now, like after graduation. I mean, this is just a nice way to kind of explore possibilities. Yeah, Gagosium was really cool. I remember I screened, I hadn't actually seen it until you messaged and I screenshotted yeah. it and I was like, I literally just freaked out so much to my parents. Um, and they were... Yeah, it was just so random because I remember going upstairs and I was like about to start, I don't know, probably researching an essay that I didn't want to do. And it kind of <laughs> came up on my phone and it was, but it was like so just it was just there and I was like wait what <laughs> like it was like one of those things where it was like am I seeing this but yeah it was pretty cool and I was like how and... how does Gagosian know who we are <laughs> yeah and especially like when they tagged the account and tagged you in it I was like this is weird like amazing but weird that was really cool I felt like especially because like one celebrity. of the people must have listened to it do you know what I mean <laughs> like 
that was all I couldn't stop thinking about was how someone on their team had obviously found it, listened to it. Because they quoted from it, didn't they? So it was like... I think they did, yeah. That's even weirder. It was like, wow, okay. And it's the most... <laughs> it's currently the most listened to episode. I mean, Edmund himself is, you know, an incredible man. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's by far the most listened to episode. But, um... And, you know, just thinking, you know, towards, I guess, the future a little bit. Do you guys think you might do a print edition? I think, you know, now we've gotten exposure from, you know, people like Gagosian or from the Peggy Guggenheim. You know, do you think you have any plans to expand art part, do a specific online zine, if you want to call it that, or anything like that? Um, yeah, I think so. I think we always kind of expressed interest in maybe at least doing one physical copy. Um, I think especially... I don't know, maybe it's like a year thing, um, especially when we've got kind of at least one article from everyone who wants to contribute. That would be pretty, that'd be pretty cool. Um, I think as well, we've kind of always been waiting for kind of less COVID restrictions so that we, could, if we did it, especially here, we could have some sort of like event that goes around it. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool. And especially just kind of putting it, like you just said, like an online kind of format more would be quite an interesting maybe kind of thing to explore in the coming months but um yeah I guess we started off walking because <laughs> we could barely do that and now um it's kind of interesting yeah like six months on to to think how what like what else we could do next so yeah yeah totally I think we always want to like foster the interaction like among mm. people with an anarchist mentality and that's why we're surely going to try to do something in person Another thing I think could be interesting to explore, it's more collaboration even for maybe an exhibition or something related to mm. it. Like even five mm. of so many artists would be worth to explore. And I think doing something against that's not physically related to the University of St Andrews, but it's kind of independent, could be very interesting and could prompt for like new platforms for creatives. It's all a, mm. like I think a like process of building over ideas and see what's going to be. But surely I think we're both very keen on not keeping the project going. Mm. And I think, yeah, obviously if, over the summer, we weren't sure how the next kind of few months would unfold in terms of COVID. But we really wanted to, like Lucia was just saying, like just in and around Fife, just like contacting local artists or like the, the kind of small galleries that are around here and doing kind of, making more of a community out of that because there's so much that goes on that we because we're stuck in St Andrews to a certain extent like aren't necessarily aware of so I think hopefully again fingers crossed after this summer things are <laughs> a bit more open and stuff because that, that would be great yeah and I very much agree you know it's so easy to think that you know the county of five is pretty much just St Andrews and it's completely yeah. not St Andrews is really just a small subsection of that and you know, have you guys, what artists or galleries, you know, if any, have you found around Fife? And, you know, how do you plan to kind of use their expertise or their work or, you know, yeah, how have you engaged point, with them? Yeah, I remember at one point in first year, I went to, um, it was where they held Don't Walk, I think last year as well. And then they kind of every now and again have a kind of farmer's market, but part of it was like this big arts fair which I've only been to the one time because I managed to get in a car um, <laughs> and that was pretty I even just like very basic things like that just to kind of there's obviously so many kind of even if they're very small independent kind of people who do it as a hobby there's just obviously so many creative people that live locally and I just think it's nice to kind of 
maybe reach out and promote that even and um again just even like the farmer's market like the art craft fair it's like would be nice for people to know it existed just to help promote their work but also this kind of just another activity for the students here to do um and get involved with so just even on a very basic level like that um would be would be cool yeah another gem in five it's actually pit and Wim. it's near mm, and Schuster. Yeah. And uh, it's full of art galleries and they hold an annual Pitimim Arts Festival in the summer. Mm. It has, I think, all, over 10,000 visitors per year. It's something amazing. Wow. Uh, yeah, I had the chance to like get to know them because I went for a job interview to be like gallery coordinator for them back in first year. I didn't land the job, of course, for a long experience. <laughs> but I was still very impressed by this little barely a known reality of five that's basically capable of catalyzing much attention you know with the for art so collaborating with these kind of local realities and like prompting just the love or like the pleasure of art going i think something important and it's also a way to kind of merge the natural beauty of five with the art that represents it i had no idea that they had an art fair in pit and Weem. i i actually had no idea that even existed because yeah there just isn't any advertisement go around mm. it's like um you know when i can't remember who the artist is now but when the death of morat and the birth of the lobster came to st andrews yeah. everyone was like what is this like why is there a big lobster in the quad and it's just because you know there's there are so many really, really cool artists around us, but we just haven't been exposed to any of them. And, yeah, you know, exactly. the art history, I mean, it's not their fault, but an art history curricula doesn't necessarily include the arts of, you know, perhaps less well-known areas like Vive. Yeah, exactly. I think even just like um, the the brief bit of photography we did in second year, and you suddenly realise like how <laughs> how famous and how much has gone on here that isn't just golf it's like oh wow okay <laughs> that's pretty cool um but yeah exactly i think yeah i remember lucia telling me about the the pit and weem arts over summer and it was just again one of those things that like similar to you i was just like i had no idea that existed and it's like down the road so yeah i know maybe one day we'll be able to do a st andrew's art festival or something that'd be cool yeah that would be amazing <laughs> like imagine the quad full of art stands and just like people lining up. Oh my God, I, yeah, I have a vision exactly. now. And even just in the university, there are lots of kind of people who create their own art. So you never know, maybe this is, maybe we're onto something. Um, and you know, like again, you know, thinking again about the future, do you have any, can you, are you able to share any news about any future projects or developments within the magazine itself? Um, you know, other it, than an online kind of print publication or something like that. Yeah, I think at the moment we were trying to increase the number of uh, columns we have because we think a column is something that can uh, bring a bit of structure and also give an idea of, like what's going on and follow a topic over time. So we're w currently working on interviews with maybe academics of the art history department just to bring a closer look to what being an academic means, like what an art history career in academia mean, uh, like in format of written interviews. And we just really want to get our writers more involved. So anybody who wants to run a column or like has an idea, that could also just be, uh, I don't know, 
the art of comics, so just like talking about comics or stuff like that, could definitely like be welcome. We want to have art put as kind of a mirror of people's interests, so maybe as many columns and like as many threads we can create uh, that could kind of uh, be an offspring for like new ideas. Hmm. I think as well we're hoping to do another like similar to back in September when we did the the law series. I think we're hoping to do another similar thing but with like psychology and looking at kind of art and art in terms of therapy and I think especially we're hoping to have it kind of ready for kind of exam time. So again it'll kind of hopefully coincide with just kind of how art can help you mentally and kind of to distress and um I think kind of some of those collaborations I think they'd be interesting to do more of in the future because again it kind of highlights the the hybridity and the kind of the flexibility of art and how it kind of intersects into like so many different subjects and so many other different areas yeah and how art can be so interdisciplinary Mm. and you know just again you know with going back to the idea of your title you know it really just being a melting pot for every kind of avenue of, you know, careers or whatever else one might be interested in. You know, you say you're not interested in art, but in reality, I always feel that art is kind of everywhere. Yeah, exactly. And even if there's like, even if your cup of tea isn't going to a gallery and looking at, I don't know, Renaissance images, there'll be something that does interest you. And it's everywhere. I mean, it's in advertising, it's, it's in film, it's, like Luke just said comics like it's everywhere if you could give one piece of advice to any aspiring writer for art part or anyone who perhaps wants to start an online publication like yourselves you know what kind of what advice would you give them uh, I think I would just say go for it like don't be afraid and don't uh, overthink it because if you we were to overthink it and like be over not good graphics or we don't know how to create a website with a nerd dancer it would have just been uh, put on the pile of wanna be great ideas, but it'll never be put in practice. So yeah, I think the important thing is that if you have a passion and you think you can tangibly work a lot towards it, then you should give it a try. You never know what's going to come. Like we didn't think we you would ever want to like do a podcast for us and <laughs> then Gagosian would have like reshared it and stuff like that. So everything is exciting and it's a building process. So yeah, I would say don't be afraid of risking it. Worst case scenario is still something that's part of your growth process. Yeah, exactly. And I, exactly, it's kind of, I would never have thought to do this a couple of years ago just because I wouldn't have thought we could have. But really, you can and you just have to do it and you just have to kind of like believe in it. And I mean, it's just been such an amazing thing to do alongside university. And also it's just, yeah, it's been like a great conversation point for like meeting different people. And even like, I guess the three of us having this conversation now and the people that we've kind of met along the way, it's just been really, it's been really cool. And even if it's just for the kind of couple of years that we're here, then amazing. Cause it's still been such an interesting um, insight into looking at art in a different way. <laughs> I certainly agree with both of you, you know, I think, if anything, this period has certainly taught us to just go for things Mm. and, you know, make the most of an opportunity because, you know, as we learned when things were suddenly closed, what, like, I mean, two days ago and a year or something, you know, things are just suddenly taken away from you and if you don't reach out and grab them, you're simply just not gonna, 
you know, ever be able to experience it. I think, you know, university is certainly the time when that we have to be able to do anything. Um, It's the time when we can make these risks without really, you know, many consequences. So I think what you guys have done is really, really incredible. Yeah, it's just, it's something that I feel without the pandemic, you know, maybe wouldn't have turned out. Oh, yeah, you know, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, but no, I mean, thank you. And also, like, it's just been great. And like this podcast series has just been amazing. And again, I think I again, I don't I don't entirely know. So don't want to <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. But like, <laughs> it's just a case of just going for it. And I remember when you first reached out to us and you were like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I want to do it. And it was like, yeah, we don't know what we're doing either. But let's just do, like i don't know it's just it's exciting and at the end of the day you gain so much more than you lose yeah definitely i think like creating socrates i knew i don't know which is like completely true if we're aware that we don't know all the answers we're going to be even more confident just trying it and i feel like yeah that's what we're trying to do here and we're so grateful even like for the podcast and everything because these are all things that we didn't like consider in the beginning they're just coming mm-hmm. and i think personally i'm just excited to think what other opportunities come our way sometimes we just open the dms and we find so many like incredible people artists collectives that just message us and be like oh can you feature us yeah for sure like anything that comes our way is just going to be interesting i guess you know i always like to sum up a conversation just by kind of you know again thinking towards the future you know what are you most looking forward to personally and in relation to art pot you know once the current lockdown is lifted which is finally on the horizon (laughs) um i just i can't wait to just well a go abroad but even just just be in a museum or or a gallery again like i just again i i never thought i'd kind of miss it so much <laughs> or take it for granted it's just it's crazy um just to be yeah in 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 a museum is just so exciting to me and especially i can't even fathom being in a museum abroad i mean that's like too exciting but um yeah and i think that even connecting that back to art pot like i mentioned to lucia a while ago i was like well you know we could always end up abroad and i didn't make it into some sort of series to publish in the name of like art pot so um yeah i think even just that i mean the fact that we've done everything so far online and in while in lockdown i think it's exciting to think what else we could do once there's more freedom in that sense yeah definitely like when emila told me i was like yes art put tours that would be amazing like it's a long shot but that would be the best uh another thing is just like again i think i'm craving contact like personal contact especially because i'm here stuck in Italy, kind of in a limbo between what was my life before St. Andrews and what's my life now, if you get what I mean. Mm, yeah. Like, so I just went to go back, like, meet my friends. And, like, since we share passions, and also many of them are kind of involved in art pod, uh, think together, like, something meaningful and lasting to make. Like, I would like to leave a sign in my last year of university. Well, I think you've certainly left a sign on St. Andrews already. So <laughs> the goal is kind of pretty much achieved. Well, we'll see. <laughs> We've got another year. That's why it's exciting. It's just exciting to think, like, what else we can maybe do and who else will want to be involved. And, yeah, and just seeing what happens, especially, like we were just saying, when the world reopens, finally. Um, seeing what comes out of that, yeah, would be really cool. And yeah, I'm certainly excited to 
not only continue working with you guys, but also see what kind of things ArtPot can do, you know, when the world kind of opens up again and it can re-engage with, I guess, a more kind of new normal, if you will. Yeah, exactly. And I think even, again, this like podcast series, the fact that it's it's been founded upon the weird situation that we have all found ourselves in, it'll just be even more exciting then when there are kind of new, like continued from before the pandemic, but also just a new take on life. Because obviously, as much as the museums will reopen and that's great, it'll, it won't, it'll be different. And I think it'll be really interesting to kind of just see, see the the progression of that yeah yeah definitely like the pandemic has been like a new year zero and so yeah. i think there's going to be like a new progression from now on and being actively part of it while also being conscious of what has been i think that's our goal and any suggestion any person who's willing to work with us and was just yeah. interested there's an idea i think we're more than open to collaborate we just really want to bring back the flow and the pleasure of enjoy art together and you know enjoying art together we shall you know as soon as (laughs) as soon as april hits thank you so much for speaking with me no thank you so much yeah thank you for everything you've done so far and everything you're going to be doing (laughs) thank you so much